0: Greetings to all our guys, gals, and non-binary pals out there in podcast land. We're pleased to be back for this second installment of Dick Rogers' Space Detective. Oh, hi Eleanor. Eleanor is, of course, a fellow nerd and producer of this show. What's this? Are
1: you sure we should be drinking on the job? Well... Dick Rogers seems to be drinking and detecting all the time, so I thought, why not follow suit? Besides, this isn't work, remember? We do this for fun, so I think it makes total sense to celebrate our successful first episode with a celebratory drink. In fact, while the show was long-running, and numerous writers changed throughout the decades... And sometimes throughout the same year. (laughs) Yeah, the show did go through a lot of writers... But in spite of the ever-changing plots and cast of characters, 97% of the shows we have recovered feature Dick drinking some kind of alcoholic beverage. Hey, Mike, you want a drink?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess one wouldn't hurt. Wow, that is strong. What did you put in this drink?
1: Just some Zinglorpian rye whiskey. (laughs) Okay, Joanna, Mike and I will work on these drinks while you set up the scene for this episode. Okay, yes,
0: right. Well, um <clears throat> as we've mentioned, some tropes defy all odds and stick around no matter the writer or the decade. In this episode, Dick Rogers and the Case of the Mail Order Murder, we find our hero struggling with another trope that defies the ages. The male it's somehow comforting to know that even in the future, packages will be delivered late to the wrong person or not at all. We meet Charlie, a spunky Jif agent who has a history with Dick. I hope we get a chance to learn more about that history in the future.
3: We also run into trouble. But Dick is always in trouble. <laughs>
0: sometimes we are able to recover original ads, like those for Pittman Flooring in the first episode. However, this time we did have a bit of fun writing some of our own kooky commercials. Now, without further ado, we hope you enjoy the show. <clears throat> Mike, cue up the show. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, Hojanna! <laughs> I mean, Jojanna!
0: <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, just push this button right here!
2: <coughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and now it's, uh, time for, yes, uh, another exciting installment of, of Richard, what's it, space, d, d- what Ah, yeah, yes. Uh, Dick Rogers and the case of the mail-order murder. Mystery knows no planetary boundaries. And the need for private eyes, universal. This morning, after a thrilling chase through the seedy underbelly of the Wainton District on the planet of 34-8C, our reluctant hero has just kicked his feet up, perusing the morning's hologram bulletins, glass of his favorite liquor in hand. (coughs) I'll engine fuel. Dick shuffles his holograms.
4: Finally, a moment to myself.
2: Just when Dick thought he had a moment to himself.
4: Hey, wait a minute. I don't like the sound of that.
2: He heard that old familiar sound. Here comes trouble.
4: <sighs> trouble, whatever you're up to today, I want no part of it.
3: last deal wasn't my fault! How was I supposed to know those tasty morsels were actually space crabs trying to get back at me for selling their young to the highest bidding restaurants in the galaxy? I gotta make a living!
4: Your way of living is gonna get us both
3: dead. Look! I got a problem! A real problem this time! A murder! And, before you suggest it, I can't go to the Galactic Interstellar's forces!
4: What did you get yourself into this time?
3: I got nothing to do with it, honestly. Well, okay, so maybe I don't exactly have the right papers to be importing from the Pluto sector, but that's not the point. Look!
4: Is that a cyborg arm?
3: Yes! And this isn't the only one. My, colleagues have reported all kinds of parts spread throughout this system. So far, they've found a leg, a foot, a torso, at least a couple of toes, and this arm. Look, I could care less about cyborgs, but honestly, this is spoken by men. And it's never a good thing to have jumpy guys around the stuff I'm peddling, if you catch my drift. I need you to track down whoever's behind this before it gets out of hand. And? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'll be double if you solve this before it gets printed in the hollows.
2: Dick, not being in the position to turn down double pay, takes the job. All clues pointed to Centris, the one common planet all the shipping containers were routed through.
5: Uh, look, man, all I can tell you is that there was a real shady character started working here a few weeks ago. Said his name was McFriendly? First name Bill... Billy? Or was it Mac, or Buddy? No, nah, it was Billy. Guy gave me a bad feeling, though. He was always hanging around the large shipment areas, kinda laughing to himself. But a good worker, you know, so we just let him do his thing. So you all felt uncomfortable around
4: him, and he seemed shady?
5: Yeah, didn't say much other than asking about where transports were going. Me and the fellas asked him out for drinks, but he never joined Worked real consistent-like up until about two days ago. Then he stopped showing up. Can you describe him to me? Sure. Uh, He was about my height, uh, regular brown
4: hair, always wore one of these jumpsuits and had a pretty average-shaped face. You just described yourself and about 90% of the rest of the men here. Any other features that separate him from the rest of you? Hmm, let me think. Well, he
5: did have a scar on the left side of his face. Kinda looked like he'd been sliced open, hairline to jaw. He was pretty red and angry, like he didn't have it patched up with NutriGrow wound eliminators for some reason. Why didn't you lead with that? Well, I try not to focus on folks' outward appearances, okay? Now, if you'll excuse me. We're really backed up, and they don't pay us overtime.
2: With that tidbit, Dick knew he had to get help, but it wasn't going to come easy.
4: Do I really have to call?
2: Yes, Dick. It's the only way we'll finish this story.
4: Ugh. Hey, how's it going? And your mom? She doing okay? I need a favor. Yes, I know I already owe you big time, but look, this is important. And who says my bank account isn't important? Look, look, I'll make it worth your while. This one hits a bit close to home for you. Look, I gotta go. Meet me at the cantina in 30. Just be there.
5: <sighs> oh, Mr.
4: Tracy, you're gonna want to come and take a look at this. Wrong dick, kid. What? Dick, you got the wrong dick. I'm Mr. Rogers.
5: Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, Mr. Rogers, you're not gonna believe it, but we just found another dead cyborg in that shipping container!
2: (laughs)
4: Not such a beautiful day in this neighborhood, eh? Trouble better pay me three times the usual for putting up with this crap.
2: But before Dick can hit up Trouble for more money, it's time for us to make ours. (laughs)
1: Oh, shoot. I just cannot figure this out. Hey, Janet, can you come over here real quick? What's wrong, Brad? I cannot figure out how to send this cute picture to my daughter. (laughs) I know you don't use a Mac, and you've got that big report due in 15 minutes, but can you drop everything and help me? Oh,
4: that's no problem. I'll help you. (laughs) You're a lifesaver. No problem. It's easy. I just use www.letmegooglethatforyou.com.
2: Unsure of how to do something? Got a question you need answered? You've a whole world of knowledge just waiting for you to explore when you ask a coworker and they use www.letmegooglethatforyou.com When you're stuck without a clue ask a friend and they'll use letmegooglethatforyou.com
1: Well, Janet, (laughs) thanks to www.letmegooglethatforyou.com, I know exactly what to do whenever I need to learn something new. I'll just ask you.
2: And now we rejoin Dick, nearly late for his own meeting as usual, rushing to get a seat at the cantina. Sitting at the counter was Charlie, blonde, beautiful, and brilliant to boot. Don't bring this up now. Sipping a cup of coffee, a slice of freeze-dried apple pie, half-eaten on their plate. You could tell Charlie was not in a good mood.
4: Charlie, thanks so much for meeting with me. How's the pie? It's pretty sweet, but my mood is sour, Dick. Well, I'd have guessed sweet and spicy by the looks of you. (sighs) Look, Charlie, I know I said last time was the last time, but this is
6: serious. Trouble... It's always serious when trouble's involved. Look, Dickinson, I'm getting real tired of doing your grunt work, so let's get this over with. What do you need this time?
4: I need you to run a scan on some parts. See what you can find.
6: I am not your personal DMV.
4: No, Charlie. Not hovercraft parts. Body parts. So far, there have been part of at least six cyborgs dumped at Trouble's depot stations. Up till now, it was all parts. But today, they found a whole body shoved into a container. Here, look. Stop! No! No! I don't want to see it. Look,
6: this has nothing to do with me, and if I'm caught using GIF tech searching illegal cyborg parts, my ass is vaporized.
4: Charlie, you of all people should feel for these cyborgs.
6: Dick, don't. I have one mechanical toe provided by the Force after the laser shootout on
4: Hyperion. I am not a cyborg. Well, I just thought you might have some sympathy for them is all. They feel things, just like us.
6: Huh. So did you recently acquire a new cyborg heart? Because I swear, considering the feelings of others has never been your strong suit.
4: Charlie, look, I gotta keep working this thing. Are you gonna run these parts or not?
6: (sighs) Damn it, Dick. Give me the numbers. Okay, this set. Are these all separate parts? Mm Mm-hmm. Coming up blank on those. Looks like they're counterfeit. We've been seeing this at the GIF a lot lately. The design is real, but the numbers are fake. But this separate number... Looks like they've got a match. She's an Alexa Model 12Z. That's a pretty old school model. They quit making these because they were always listening but never really heard the right commands. Registered to a long-term microtel. Drumph Microtel on this depot. Third quadrant.
4: You're a peach. Can you also run a multi-layered vid search on all the mocap cameras in that quadrant? Looking for a guy, medium build, average height, generic brown hair? Dick, you've just described half the guys on this outpost. Oh, and a scar running from scalp to chin. Why didn't you lead with
6: that? It will still take hours, but I'll send you the file as soon as I find anything promising. Dick, you owe me big time for this one.
4: Gotta run, but thanks for your help. I swear I'll make it up to you soon.
2: As Dick dashed out of the cantina, Charlie sighed. knowing he wouldn't be making it up to them anytime soon.
6: Is that really necessary? It's so much more depressing when you say it out loud like that.
2: Look, it's important for the listener to understand how Dick's past actions have left a wake of heartbreak and misery, but that you still have feelings... I, I don't have time to explain every character motivation to you right now. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I'm being told it's time for a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you suffer from cases of panic, or often find yourself worried about the future? Do you find yourself thinking sad, depressing thoughts throughout the day? Does the existential dread of simply existing overwhelm you to the point of exhaustion? Have you tried just not thinking about it? This tried-and-true patented method is assured to work. Sad about animals going extinct? And worried about global warming? Try just not thinking about it. Concerned about the global pandemic and how way too many of your family members just aren't taking it seriously enough? use the method so many have already tried and used successfully.
6: I used to worry
5: a lot, especially about the desire to have children and raise them in a global society that is probably on the brink of collapse. I mean, consider our use of fossil fuels. We can't keep that up. Don't forget, recycling is a scam and it's all going to a landfill anyway, so what's even the point? But then I tried, just stop thinking about it, and I feel great. Your friends are all doing it. Don't be the only one in your group who hasn't tried. Just stop thinking about it. Brought to you by the Zithrax family of companies.
2: As we rejoin our slightly-winded detective, we discover him rushing into the Drumpf Microtel, besieged by the musty smell of old carpet and rotten wood.
4: Hello? Anyone here? Hello? What's this? Ring bell for service. Hello. Oh, for Persephone's sake. Could I help you, sir? The name's Dick Rogers, and I'm here about a cyborg registered to this hotel. Yes, we had Alexa for
1: many years, but she recently became glitchy and unreliable.
4: Why, she hasn't become a nuisance, has she? Sir, your cyborg was found dead in a shipping container in my client's transport depot.
1: Good heavens. Junk tech, that old programming just made for poor analytical skills. They seem to always go and get themselves into trouble.
4: When was the last time you saw her?
1: Once she became unreliable. I tried to convince her to get additional program upgrades, but she was not interested. You know how difficult it can be to get a cyborg to reprogram voluntarily. In the end, it was just cheaper to let her go... Last time I talked to her, she told me she was in love. In love? With who? Oh, who knows? It's all electrical currents and ones and zeros. It's not real. Anyway.
4: Hmm. Well, sir, you bring up an interesting point about the true nature of love and humanity. But look, I'm not here to debate consciousness and romance, Mr. I'm just trying to solve this thing for my client so I can go home and take a friggin' nap.
1: Yes. Well, Alexa never shared the name of her paramour, and I certainly didn't ask. Ah,
4: good old Charlie coming in to save me from this insufferable twit. Take a look at this here hollow capture. Can you at least tell me if you've ever seen this man around here before? Sir, while I have no compunction about discussing trash
1: cyborgs, I certainly wouldn't divulge information about our human guests. That would be most uncouth. Look, men,
4: things can go two ways here. The easy way or the hard way. The way I see it, the easy way is me using this phaser, so what's it gonna be? Uh, uh, <laughs> alright, alright, right, l- let me look at the hollow again. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this man
1: has been a guest of the hotel. Um, in fact, he walked in the lobby shortly before you did. Goes by the name Bill McFriendly. Damn it, man! What room number? Give me access! Uh, room 314. i granted you retinal scan access. 310,
4: 312... 314! Give it up! Billy, you aren't getting away with this, so just quit now and we'll work something out. I ain't the cops. I just want to talk to you. Ha! Never! Get back here! I'm not
0: guilty of nothing. You should stop. Following me or you'll be sorry!
4: <sighs> Awful strange actions for a man who's done nothing wrong!
2: Our intrepid detective patched up his wounds, but there was nothing he could do to fix his hurt pride.
4: Hey! I put up a damn good fight! He just got the jump on me is all. He had his phaser
2: set to kill! Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, our intrepid detective sets about inspecting the room in the little bit of time he had before the gif would arrive and take over. Shots fired always made jiffies come running.
4: All right. Looks like lots of clothes. But this is odd. Only shirts. No pants. Oh! In need of a good washing. <clears throat> Peculiar. No production marks on any of these shirts. Not on the jackets, either. Who cuts the tags off all their clothing? What kind of weird operation does this guy work for, anyway? Quick, Dick! Get those old brain cells working. What's this guy's deal? And how does it fit with a cyborg? Wait a minute. What's this? Aha! A monorail ticket. That's it! Charlie, I need you to grab trouble and meet me in an hour. Here's the plan.
2: Has Dick finally figured out this mystery? Find out in the thrilling conclusion to the mail order murder. Right after this break. Tamma,
0: how brave of you to wear that dress. You know, I always appreciate when women of a certain
1: size are so comfortable with their body. Oh, good for you. Tired of just wishing ill will on all those uppity society ladies? Daydreaming of a way to enact revenge on Becky with the good hair? Well now you can. Serve up your sweet potato pie with a hearty helping of sweet revenge. Laura May's Liquid Nightmares is tasteless, odorless, mixes in smoothly, and is guaranteed to give your enemies nightmares. Tammy, this pie is divine. What's your secret? I'm glad you like it. It's an old family secret I'd never dream of telling. Bless your heart. <laughs> Amaze liquid nightmares the perfect response to petty passive aggressive snobs.
2: And now, back to the show for the stunning conclusion to the mail order murder. Charlie has arrived at the monorail station with trouble on their heels. Charlie,
4: trouble over here. Dick, what's all this about? Why'd you bring us here? Well, trouble, I'm about to solve the case. In fact, here comes the criminal now. Charlie, do you have your restraints? Get ready. One. Two, three, get him! Hey, let go of me!
6: I don't think so, pal. You're going with me and you're going to explain to the GIF why you're transporting illegal drugs in dead cyborg bodies. Drugs? Now, I run a
3: stand-up operation, and I, for one, would never stand for anything illegal in my shipping
6: depot. Oh, sure, trouble. All in the up and up, Mm mm-hmm.
3: What? Okay, Dick.
4: Explain yourself! How did you
3: figure all this out?
4: It was simple, really. This guy led me right to them. I didn't do nothing! You won't hold me for this! Sure, buddy, sure. Okay, Trouble, here's the deal. This guy has been working at your depot for several weeks now, prepping his own very special delivery. He works for some real shady characters, folks who don't want to be known. See? Look at his clothes. No tags. Check his pocket. No ID. No markers to tell where he came from. That's how I knew a cartel was involved. I found this monorail receipt for two tickets leaving today, right now. But only one ticket was missing. Old Billy here was planning on shipping some drugs through your outpost, using his job as cover. That's why he was sniffing around the other workers, checking out when and where deliveries went out. My guess is this guy caught some feels for the cyborg. Thought about running with her, but then something spooked him. He couldn't get the drugs through the scanners and regular shipping crates, what with the extra security trouble set up after all the cyborg parts had been found. Oh geez, he needed something to confuse the scanners, and a cyborg would do that. Exactly, especially those old models. So I ran back to your outpost and brought my sense detector, which confirmed. You killed her and filled her mechanicals with drugs. You'll never hold me on this. It won't stick!
6: Yeah, we'll see about that, Buster. Now you're coming with me. Thanks for handing me a great drug bust, Dick. So, we'll call that even? Not anywhere close, Dick. Not anywhere close.
2: Charlie hauled the drug dealer off to jail, and Dick in trouble took a port cab back to their building. Our intrepid detective was glad for the day to be over so we could finally get back to the task at hand. Wait, what task? I,
4: I solved it, didn't I? Uh-
2: Actually, no. Not yet.
4: Damn! The other cyborg parts! Ah!
2: Will he find the reason someone sent cyborgs to the mail? Will he ever get that nap he had been longing for? Tune in next week to find out on Dick Rogers' Space Detective.
0: Well, that was quite the fun whodunit. As with so many episodes, they used the cliffhanger technique to keep audiences coming back for more. Just like how Mike keeps coming back for more of this drink. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to spread the word about
1: this show, which is really absurd.
2: And put on by some nerds.
1: Uh Uh-oh, I think... My vision is getting blurred.
2: <laughs> yes, I would concur. Duh.
0: I think we better sign off before you two continue down this terrible rhyming rabbit hole.
3: Hit him with the handle, scheming Mike.
2: We're on. Oh, um, Facebark? <laughs>
3: on
0: Facebook at Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space and also on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and as we always say, be sure to tune in for your next dick appointment. Same space time, same space place.
1: (laughs) My place, how was this?
0: Ah! I don't see why that's so funny.
5: This episode's nerds are Wendy Wilward as Joanna and Bill, Angela Ventress as Eleanor, Trouble, and Hotel Manager, Michael Storm as Mike Nutley, Logan Wright as Announcer, Emily Anderson as Dick Rogers, Jessica DeMaria as Charlie and Worker. The Case of the Mail Order Murder was written by Angela Ventress, Sound Design by Michael Storm, Music by Nicholas Johnson, Audio Editing by Nicholas Johnson.